And so what you have to understand is what is that pain point? Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. I am your host, Chris Ward. And as usual, I am super excited about my guest. Listen, I'm excited or I don't just do it, but today <laughs> you're going to love this guy, Donnie Boyvin. Oh my gosh, award-winning professional sales trainer, top 200 iTunes podcaster, Marine Corps veteran, and owner of success champions you are gonna love him he is to the point he is no nonsense he shoots between the eyes he just calls it as he sees it i mean he's got oh he's got so much on the go i've got the, all these things he really is take no prisoners kind of guy but i'm gonna let you <laughs> anyway let you bonnie to, uh, donnie donnie he's far too masculine <laughs> we're, we're already starting off great chris this is brilliant yes sorry he's a uh, we he's got way too much grr to be called bonnie so <laughs> we'll see if we can edit that out. Okay, Donnie Boyvin, though. I think the Bonnie, I, I combine words, which I do frequently. Without alcohol, I speak too quickly and I slur my words. All right, Donnie, jump in and save this butchered uh, introduction, please. No, I actually thought it was a brilliant introduction. I hope you leave it that way because it shows you as a real person. You know, oh, I'm real. Um, I'm real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so honestly, I've been looking forward to this conversation. The couple of times you and I have talked have been so fun. Uh, we have very similar personalities. We we've we've made fun of conversation we had in the past. So there, I I, I really I've, I've been looking forward to this one. So oh so goody, good good good. All right, okay. So you're going to talk to us about sales, and I cannot wait to hear you know your <laughs> angle on that because everything you do is very on point and refreshing. So let's just dive in. Tell us what you think are the biggest mistakes people make or the things we should all be doing better or where are we dropping the ball? Yeah, so let's, let's go that direction. I'm gonna change it up just a little bit and, and sure. help people understand. People don't have a sales problem. Flat out, you do not have a sales problem. What you have is a business development problem. Okay. okay? Let me explain. So, so all the gurus out there that teach sales, they're teaching the sales conversation, okay? So mm -hmm. sales is actually when you're sitting across from somebody that can say yes or no to your business, okay? Right, right. Instead of that conversation, everything else is business development. So you don't have a right. sales problem, you have a business development problem, okay? Right. Most people, if you flat out get them an opportunity to sit across from another human being that can say yes or no to their business, can have an intellectual, real conversation, and that person will say yes or no about doing business, okay? Most times. And you okay. hear it all the time. People are like, hey, if I could just sit across from somebody, I close a lot right. of things. Right? Okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's not a sales problem. Okay. You don't, people don't, I almost said like you don't, like 
you have no idea yeah, what you're yeah. doing, Chris. No, it's, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take right. that. Yeah. Right. People don't know how to get to the sales conversation because that's where the real work is. It's right. what separates great salespeople from 90% of the people that are in sales. Now, let me jump in here. When you talk about that person that, okay, when I get in front of that person, it reminds me of what I call your teenage years of business. Like when you're 16, you have these big ambitions of what you're going to be and you're very certain. And I feel the same way about business year one to five, maybe even at least one to three. And back in the day, if somebody asked me what I did, you take a deep breath in and then you try to throw up a whole bunch of information on them and see what hits. Right? Like, yes. And you're really, what you're trying to do is convince them because you're right. My business was not developed. So I'm just like, okay, I don't have a clear idea. So let me quickly try to convince you desperately that I'm the answer to your problems. And Oh, by the way, that might be a moving target. Right. So I think you make a really good point there because really my business was not developed. I wasn't certain what I was doing. So I guess I'm, if I'm sounding like I'm confused, it's only because I am. Right. So really what you're saying is people might be going down the path of sales techniques when really you're not standing on steady ground to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's okay. that. And, and, you know, to define that, that sales conversation is that's all it is. I mean, sales yeah. by definition is nothing more than a conversation, right? So yeah. you and I sit across from each other. We have a real conversation. Either I can help you or I can't. Right. Either way, I need to own that and tell you whether I can really help you or not, okay. right? And, and get to a definitive outcome. So sales okay. is a conversation with an outcome, period. Okay. Okay. The business development side of things is a little bit of defining your, your, your business and what you're actually selling, but it's, it's the stuff to get to the sales conversation. So, so more particularly, it's the LinkedIn reach outs, it's the networking, mm. it's the speaking on stages, it's a guesting on podcast, it's blog writing, it's, you know, whatever you can do to get in front of people to get to know them, to open doors for them, to help their business grow and succeed. So eventually they may run into somebody that mm. needs whatever your services are and can say, hey, you need to meet Chris because she's an absolute rock star in marketing and everything else, right? And make those introductions. When right. you do business development right, mm. sales becomes really, really easy. That's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to unpack there. And that really reminds me of, you know what, ah, this was my downfall. And I, I hope everyone's listening because man, my life would have been different if I learned this sooner. And I would get caught up in the busy work the first couple of years of the business. And, and I think your strength is your weakness. So I was really efficient and I was highly organized. And so when I wasn't reaching my goals, which I now realized was because I didn't create my win team, but I just kept thinking, okay, I'll get more organized. I'll get more busy and I'll go faster. Right. And you know, oh my heavens, it was just awful, but it was awful to be around me because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> go, 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 right. you know, or like some people are like, I'm ready to go. You don't have your shoes tied. I could have answered two more emails. Go. Right. <laughs> And what, what I realized looking back is I would make a relationship or a connection with someone that I didn't sustain. And years later, it's like, oh, that was a really, I really did like that person. And, and, and this, they really did blossom to be a really big influencer. But more importantly than that, I really did like them in the beginning, but I didn't have a reason to call them mm -hmm. or whatever. And I was too, it was always a distraction from work. Like, oh, I'm too busy working to just go have lunch or reach out to somebody for the sake of 
bonding. I'm trying to build a business. Like, so I looked at that as a waste of time because I thought, oh, I'm supposed to be working. I'm supposed to be working hard. And so that business development, I didn't understand that was about relationship building. I thought it's like, okay, I'll take Friday afternoon off to go to a potential sales meeting. And I did back in the day network breakfast or whatever, because right. they were there and it's like, okay, I'll go do it. But I really missed out not understanding that that was business development. Because it seems to me at that weakened state of your mind that you're like taking the afternoon off or you're just, you know, you're yes. not, you, you have nothing to show like, oh, I didn't produce this amount of piece of paper, right? So I think that business development is, is so hugely profound. And I, I think we don't address that enough. So tell us more about your yeah. thoughts on that. Well, you know, most people that are teaching sales training come from transactional sales. You know, mm, so right. you know, if you look at their background, if they're right. out there, they're a known name teaching sales, go look what they sold before. And transactional sales is things like a car lot, right? There's right. no business development in a car lot. You sit at a right. desk, somebody walks on the lot, they're already interested in buying what you have. You walk out, it's a transaction, you don't need a relationship, you need a one-time close and you're done. And that's Very what most point. people are yeah. training out there in the, in the marketplace. When you get into big boy, big girl sales, when yeah. you're doing multiple zeros on the end of contracts and deals and, and you're going after bigger things, it has to be an ongoing relationship. There's no such thing as a close anymore, right? right. It's the start of a beautiful relationship. Because if you listen to a lot of those gurus and you try and close on a conversation, you're gonna lose. Right. If you try and overcome objections, you're gonna lose. because only reason objections and things like that pop up is because you screwed up and became a salesperson on the sales call. Right. right. So, so when you become known, which I think is the greatest business development tool we have in this day and age. Mm -hmm. um, and, and known means you become known in your small town that you and I both live in. You become mm -hmm. known on social media because you're putting out great content, podcasts, blogs, content. You become known because you're doing virtual coffees or in-person coffees and you stay top of mind. That's the brilliance behind all of this is you will never have to truly prospect. Right. If you can say top of mind of champions, people that just love and care about what you do, because if you surround yourself with the most amazing, I forget, can I kiss or not, Chris? I forget. No. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'll keep it clean. But if you, if you surround yourself with the most phenomenal rock star getting after it, we yeah. call them GSDs, which is get crap done people. I clean yeah. that up for you. Yeah. Right, right if you get around these people that are actively growing their businesses and just going for it and you're helping them get to yeah. who they need to get to, that door is going to be open so many times for you because they mm -hmm. can't help but stumble into people that need your products and services. Which always reminds me not to get political because I'm in Canada. So I'm talking about the approach, not the politics. But back in the day with Obama, when it was such a big deal that he was so unknown and he was going against the Clintons and he had very minute resources compared to them or a reputation, but he really went out, you know, one person at a time trying to get 10 bucks from one person at a time. So it really was becoming known networking, you know, yep. just knocking on one door at a time. So I think that too brings us all, sobers us all up where it's like, oh, I need this and I need that and I need this 
big sophisticated thing, which I always tell people it's never the tools or the big shiny object that you think Correct. you need next because you can give me a hammer. I should not be doing construction, right? So it's not right. the tool. It's the mindset behind that. And I, so I think that's very powerful. And I think you're right. We overlook that so much. I think also though, when you talk about sales in one hand, I always think about you, you still have to always be selling. Like when we have our outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, our info product, it's so clear. This is what you get in this module and that module. But I did see a, a, a sort of one of the, my learning curves is when I'm doing group or private coaching, I know I have this amazing thing laid out for you. And I might say, okay, awesome. We're doing this next week or whatever, but you don't see the four month trajectory of all the really cool stuff coming because I'll give you something this week. And then you'll go, that's amazing, Chris, or people get so excited, but then they might think next week, cause I didn't tell them what's coming six weeks down the road. Oh, that was her thing. Like we've hit, we can't get better than this. Right. right. So it's almost like too, when you're in the middle of once you, when you do have that client, you still need to be thinking about maybe sales is the wrong word, but tension of keeping them excited. Well, I, you know, I, I agree with that. And I would put that more as educating versus right. selling. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and then the difference being is, is sales gets such a bad rap. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. I mean, if you, if, like all your listeners right now, if I would say, okay, let's play the word association game. I'm going to mm. say one word, you say one thing that pops yeah. to your head and I say salesperson, you're going to get jerk, pushy, commission, all these yeah profanity words and everything else because yeah, yeah. sales get such a bad rep. So I oftentimes like to change the terminology so people can wrap their head around. Yeah. It does but, have a bad name. Right. That educational side of piece, you yeah. know, to, to the conversation is always about helping your clients, especially if you're in an upsell situation, mm -hmm. get where they want to go. Right. People love to buy. They hate to be sold to. Yeah. Right. So if we give them opportunities to get where they want to go and accomplish what they want to accomplish, which, which our products and services should do is get them to some sort of result, right? Mm -hmm. Some sort of outcome right. and through life, people should focus more on outcomes than output yeah. um, because it matters more that way. And if we can get people and our job in that educational piece is to constantly understand for your clients what's next. Right. Yeah. Right. And if we can align with what we have with their what's next, we win. And they so, both win. I think what you're saying, and it's very subtle, but profound is we're all caught up in that sales word. I know for me, I tell people, people have this idea that sales are something that you force upon like right. a victim, like, you know, oh, this is thrown upon you. You don't it's need the, it. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, whatever. Right. And I've tried to demystify that. But what you're saying is really at the end of the day, if you do these other components, well, the sales kind of just dissolves. It's not really there. It's not a key player. Yeah. And that, that's a hundred percent what I'm saying. Because yeah. when, when you totally vest into somebody and you really pour into them, mm -hmm. they're going to want more. People mm -hmm. think about sales in transactional matters. They're like, I've got to pay my bills. So I need to sell $1,000 this month so I can pay my rent. Or mm -hmm. I need to sell you know $5,000 a month to pay my employees, whatever. They think in transactional. Mm -hmm. What they're not thinking is in lifetime value. Yes. Right? Okay. So, yeah. so, so if I can in, in totally dive into this client and I can get them the results they need, the outcome they need, 
they want more. They ask for more. They push and they'll ask you, what's next, right? Yeah. What's bigger? Right. What, okay, Donnie, we've, we've done this. We've got this. What's the next big thing on the agenda? Right. It's 100% how we've built this business. I mean, there's nothing we haven't launched in this business they didn't ask for. Right. That's right. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I had one guy last week say to me, Chris, promise you'll never leave me. <laughs> I was like, okay. But that's 100% what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is, is, and we talked a little bit before the show about not focusing on broke people. And I meant yeah. broke mentally and financially yeah. as well. But, you know, when you find that perfect client, right? Yeah. That they, 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 they want what you have. They do the work. They put in the time, they get the results. They want more, 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 and more. Yeah. And, and guys, I also put another caveat on it. If your clients aren't pushing you to be better, if mm-hmm. they aren't pushing you out of your comfort zone, then right. you're playing it too damn safe, right? right. Your clients should scare you. Right. Because it's got to push your company further, bigger and everything else. You know, it's like, you know, one of my masterminds I read, I had, you know, eight very powerhouse ladies together and we started off and I started off a little fluffy, even for me. And one of the gals in the middle of the thing, she goes, all right, this ain't going to work. Let's get to work. And all the gals at one time, it was like sharks on, you know, blood in the water. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, let's rock. Right? You know, yeah, yeah. And, and I realized in a moment that everything that I had planned for that meeting wasn't good enough. So I right. had to throw an audible and pivot really, really quick and dive straight into their world. And in that moment, I just completely evolved in my business. Mm-hmm. And it was such a light bulb that, that I looked at a lot of my clients. And at that time, this was a few years back, my clients weren't pushing me to go bigger because I was going after safe bets. That is really um, powerful because I know for me years ago, and I won't do this now, you get those clients when you're newer and you're like, uh, you know, and they're kind of hesitant or you're like, oh, I, I want to prove myself to yes. them. And, you know, I like I've got three that really appreciate me and two that haven't convinced, but you want to convert them. Where is the logic in that? I don't know, because they end up costing way more stress mm-hmm. and money and you're never going to like they're never going to see your value. So I definitely don't do that anymore. But you're right. If you've got someone that you're working with and they're just hitting every ball out of the park that you're throwing at them, you better go get some more balls. Right. Yeah. And you better be like, OK, I need to up my game because I am working with the kind of people I want to work with means they're eating this up. So I better start cooking again. Right. Yeah. So that, so that, and then if you're on a shaky day, you could be looking at yourself saying, ah, you know what, do I have enough stuff? Do I know my stuff well enough? But it's no, you're just getting into the big league. So you need to have more inventory. Yeah. I I remember being in a speech one day and I don't remember who said this, but it was brilliant. And I wrote it down in my book and he said, you know, when times get hard, it just means you leveled up. And you've right. hit the next level of the game. And when you right. hit that level starts over, now you need, you know, new spells, new swords, new tools, yeah. new whatever, right? In, in that yeah. moment. And that's what I found with my clients is for the first year, maybe two of my company, it was easy mm. with what I was teaching and training. Right? right. There, there wasn't this, this next level gear that I was trying to get to. And it really, it took that mastermind of those ladies to go, okay, I, this is how I really evolve the business and grow it because I can't show up and, and not be a hundred percent all in. 
Okay, so we've got about five minutes left and you took this in a completely different direction, which I love. So really, you know, what I, you don't know what you don't know. And yep. I also think that the most profound things are the simplest and, you know, it's just like, ah, we just, we were just jumping over that hurdle, not even looking back, running to the, you know, what do you say at the end of a sales call and how do you do your slideshow and la, 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 right? So you are coming at this sort of looking at the Rubik's Cube from a completely different angle. Um, so tell us, bestow upon us other wisdom that you think, huh, these are oversights that people are just not understanding. We're all talking about the wrong thing. No pressure, Donnie. Oh, no, I love it. It's a great question. Um, and, and, and I love the depth of it. So I'm going to break yeah. it down to something very, very, very tactical because okay. I, I think if you don't have an action step, step, you can't do anything. If most CEOs, business owners, salespeople, anybody who's in a sales side of the world will do this one activity, they will more than double their business in one year. And it's one simple maneuver. Okay. 10 reach outs a day. Ah, okay. 10 reach outs. And that can be LinkedIn. That can be a DM. It can be an email. It can be a text message. I don't care. 10 reach outs to somebody who can say yes or no about their services. Right. Okay. Right. And, and if then it's a game of virtual coffees. Okay. I don't do a lot of in-person meetings. I haven't in years because everything just moves faster. Commuting kills my business. So I love yeah. that the whole world went virtual because it just yeah. fit right into what I've been doing this doing. a very long time. Even yep. if you were down the street, I'd have to get in the car and yep. I have to wait for you and you'd come out of the bathroom and like, oh my gosh. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So to get very tactical is 10 reach outs, five virtual coffees a week, and you'll hit everything you want to hit. Okay. So let me talk about, you said, oh, I love that people know you're real. Let me share my dark secrets, my flawed human being part where <laughs> this is the ugly part. I'm not that great of a human being. I don't resonate with the virtual coffees because like, I don't know what the goal is, right? So, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, everybody will say, well, let's go, uh, how many people want it? I, I, I'd rather, I can't even articulate how frustrating I find that. Cause it's like, what's the goal? What are we gonna talk about? Like, oh, I wanna know more about your business. Tell me what you do. We, you, did, you befriended me on some platform. You didn't even look at my profile for step one. I have, then I'm not gonna, you can't even look me up. If you say, I looked this up and I'd like to know more, I, I guess I just don't know when I'm being asked to give up my time so you can do a bad job of selling me. <laughs> and you are 100% typical. And what I mean right. by that in that response is because people suck so bad at doing that reach out. Yeah. They, they are in their mind. If I can fake wanting to do a get to know you meeting, yes. you might be interested in what I have and be able to say, yes, that's not a virtual call. Okay. There's two types of virtual coffees. Number one is the tr do, truly, truly, truly let's get to know each other to see how our Rolodexes can collide and see if okay. we can open doors for each other. There's a ton of value in there. Okay. Right. If you both go into it, the legitimate understanding can I get Chris exactly to who she needs to meet? Can she get me exactly to who I need to meet, right? It's a real mm -hmm. conversation. That is set up prior to going into that meeting, okay? Right, okay. The second type of virtual coffee is, Chris, I looked at your profile. I'm curious, is sales ever been an issue in your business? Right. If you reply to that and say, yeah, we have a few issues. Would you be open to setting up a virtual coffee? I'll explain what my, co my company does. You tell me a little bit more about your company and we decide if there's a reason we should partner up on something. 
Right. And people bite for that because they do, because I think, oh, right away, you know, and and not be negative, you know, someone's going to try to sell you. And that's exactly what I'm telling you. Right. And they, you're getting nibbles on that? Uh, All the time. Okay. Okay. And so what you have to understand is what is that pain point? Okay. Right. So, so, and, and I hate selling to pain points. But right. it gets you in the door. So I had a, a guy who was a client of mine and he sold labels for a very, very large company. And he was doing a ton of cold calling. This is back when I was doing sales training. And he was getting a ton of appointments. And I said, dude, how are you getting in so many doors by cold calls? And he goes, it's really, really simple. I sell the most boring thing in the face of the earth. I sell labels, stickers that go on ketchup bottles and stuff. He goes, mm-hmm. Right. It's boring. Instead of calling up and asking people if they, you know, want to buy labels, I started going up and going, hey, how do you use your stickers? And people would laugh and go, what do you mean by stickers? He goes, well, I was walking through the grocery store and I literally saw your salsa bottle with your sticker on the front. They're like, oh, my label. He goes, yeah, yeah. How do you use your label? Right. And they, and they were like, oh, well, we put on all the stuff. And now he's getting into a genuine, real conversation about their stuff. So when I'm going in from sales, a lot of times, which I don't, you know, is, uh, do a whole lot of other things. But if I was going in from a sales perspective or, or any of your listeners, mm-hmm. think about your product and service and how do you position it in a different way? It's, it's, you know, is sales a concern or issue for me? You know, is marketing something that's on your agenda this year to up your game, move, change, evolve, or grow? Is, is PR something different in your game? You know, whatever you sell. Go ahead. Give so me a question. kind of like um, if sometimes the traditional or the last few years, what we've, the big push has been like, okay, I've connected you on LinkedIn. You know, can I offer you some free training about creating your win team or educating people on the fact that, you know what, either you have no team because you think you can't afford it or you have a team that's too expensive that you can't afford, right? So I guess, so that's been the angle everyone's been taking. But if you're now saying perhaps reach out and say, look, um, have creating a team ever been an issue for you? And is it too salesy to say, look, uh, would you be, I, see, it sounds salesy. One yeah, of the so- things we do is you usually get 25 hours back a week the first month you work with us. But to say that sounds salesy. It does. It does. And it's absolutely. And and if you said that to me immediately, my sales radar goes off, right? Which is why I've never said it. Yep. Yep. So, so what I would do is like, let's say I reach out on LinkedIn, right? I'm going to reach out on LinkedIn and go, Hey, Chris, you know, looking at your quick profile, looks like you're doing some great things with your podcast. Looks like you're doing some great things with your company. You're on Facebook. I've really kind of dove into your stuff and I'm really, really, really curious. What do you attribute all the success to? That's going to be my first move. Okay. And what did I do in just that moment? You've done your homework for starters. True. Yeah. And then and I stroked like help. Comp- yeah. Yes, people and I like your ego, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm all about that. I really, truly believe that. Show people you've done your homework, compliment them. I get a lot of really great relationships off the bat because I did do my homework and I did find something, you know, to say, oh, this is really interesting, whatever. And then, I mean, that's how we connected, yep. right? I wasn't 100%. trying to sell you something. I was just like, look, here's what I found, right? Yep. Okay, so start there and then lead in with a question. Yeah, absolutely. And then it comes okay. with a question is and a lot of times most people because people at heart are genuine good people they'll come back and say well this is how i did this tell me what you do right Right? Right. or they'll ask you a question 
then in kind, I have a prepared story to tell back to him. Here's how I got right. to here. Here's my story. And oftentimes that simple maneuver will then go, hey, let's connect more. Let's find out a little bit more about each other. But because people are coming across with such salesy, it doesn't go that route. So right. let's take people who, that, and that works really well for services because now you get into virtual coffees and everything and really right. dive into each other. Don't go into that virtual coffee trying to sell anything. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. Now, now, the people who are selling like tangible products, their move is, hey, I, I see this, well done, good job, kudos. And if they don't come back anything, now just hit them with a very direct, generic question. Hey, you know, how do you guys use stickers in your company? Yeah. How do you guys manage your teams? Okay. You know, how yeah. do you blank, blank, blank? Yeah. And what you're looking for, and guys, this isn't foolproof. I'm not trying to say this works 100% of the time. Right. This is gets you into a further conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do this and every day, 10 of these reach outs where you take them a few moments, and this takes an hour of time. And if yeah. you can't do business development an hour a day, then get out of business. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and then, you know, get to five virtual coffees a week. Right. right. And just get, okay. set those virtual coffees up very specific. What's the outcome of that meeting? What are you accomplishing? Well, you've given me a renewed faith because I would have said, hand to God, you're not going to get me on a virtual coffee. Because I, just, <laughs> I just always thought, do you not think I have a mother or somebody I could spend extra time with? You know what I mean? There's but always, I, and, I, and to that point, look where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we didn't have a virtual coffee. We, we did connect and I did do the business development thing and I was a fan. I was like, oh my gosh, you do this well and do that well. So I guess to me, like the word sales, once you said virtual coffee, which you didn't say to me, we just dove right into like this, here's my new best friend. Yep, yep. Um, what in the past, when somebody says virtual coffee to me, to me, that was a flag word for this is going to be meaningless, right? Because right. in the past, there has been a lot of people that did it poorly. So now they're all painted with the same brush because um, I hadn't seen anyone do it well. But now I know what to look for and how to execute that well, One funny thing for you to use from here on out is when somebody asks you for a virtual coffee, okay. put it back on them. Cool, we'd love to do that. But what's the outcome of our conversation? Right, right, right. right? right Push right, it back right. on them because if they're trying to sell you something, they are going to fumble that question all over the place. Yeah, if yeah. they're genuine about getting to want to know you, they're going to tell you. And, and, yeah. and you're going to know almost instantly by how they respond. <sighs> you're a wise man, Donnie. Wise man. <laughs> Thank you, all Donnie. right. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this all day. We could turn this into like a, you know, a docu-series. Come back right? once a month with Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Donnie, listen, where do people get more of your wisdom? I cannot, before you answer, stress enough that he's got an awesome podcast that I had oh, the thrill you. of being on. It's really good stuff. It's just I mean, you know, if you're going to listen to another one other than mine or after you eat mine up, it's like a really good dessert to a really good meal. No, it's solid. Yeah. It's solid. Well, yeah. So tell us where this. they can I, find you. I've got a gift for everybody. Oh, awesome. We love presents. So one of the things that I struggle with early on in the business was coming up with social content. All these guys like Gary Vee, whatever yeah. else are like content, 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 content. Yeah. So we've spent years figuring out how to make a ton of content. So we've actually figured out that in 20 minutes we can make a month's worth of social content. So okay. I taught this to a group of business owners. Okay. okay. And using nothing but free programs. 
Okay. So it's a 45 minute video. So if your listeners will text okay. the words, I am a success champion. Okay. 817-318-6030. I'll send them that video for free. Okay. Um, so yeah, 817-318-6030. We'll send that for free. And then I've got something I want to do for you. Okay. Guys, if you're listening to this and you got one nugget, one gold gem out of this, something that you can take with you, do her the greatest favor and tell one person how to listen to her show. Guys, it, what you don't understand from the podcasting space for having my show and all the time is likes and comments are beautiful things, but people are still don't know how to listen to podcasts. Mm. So if you're getting value out of her show, go tell one person how to listen, how to subscribe and get them following and listening to her show. I promise you, it's like you just walked up and gave her a virtual hug. So, <laughs> so literally tell, tell one person, that's all I need you guys to do is just tell one person how to listen to Chris's show. Well, that's why he has become my new business best friend. There we go. That's Donnie. I'm going to, I want one of those t-shirts that says I'm with Donnie. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm with Donnie. Something on the front of the shirt, something on the back. I'm all in. I'm all, all right. in. What a treat, Donnie. My, my little world is just open wide up since we've met. It's been a short journey, but man, it's going to be a long one ahead of us. And I just can't wait to engage with you more. So Thank you so very much for being on the show. It's awesome. Just great stuff. And people check him out online. He's a real deal. He's not kidding you. Thanks Thank again. You. Appreciate you. Hey, listeners, I've got a super special gift for you. See, I want to create a movement because I think your business should support your life, not consume it. So I have created the Win the Hour, Win the Day Team Builder Training for free. I'm not kidding you. So don't miss out free gift from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. Free gift from Chris.com.